0: Welcome to the first ever episode of Air it The Fuck Out. I'm so excited. I'm so grateful for you to just be tuning in and coming to kick you with me. Keep in mind, this is not a traditional podcast. It's not going to be politically correct. But nevertheless, let's get it. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Queen Smoke. Now, a lot of you may be wondering why I chose a podcast as my platform. To keep it real with you, I don't want to be looked at. I want to be listened to because I know if I got your attention, I can get into your head. Now, I'm going to need all the bitches, all the niggas, and all the bitch niggas to leave the building because it's time to air it the fuck out. Why is it so hard for black women to be friends? Is reality TV. Um... You know how they always fighting each other. We gonna yeah. t- we gonna have that conversation organically, and how do we make these relationships work? What about having accountable black friends, not just messy ba- black bitches that want to start drama, pull up to fights? Um, you how yeah, can you guys, forgive your man yeah. time and time again, but you don't forgive your friends? And then when you're not friends, you run and telling a business. That's what I want to discuss. Welcome back, everybody, to the very first episode of Air It The Fuck Out. Once again, I thank you for tuning in with me. I just couldn't couldn't ask for more, you know? So diving in, I got my very first
1: guest speaker ever. Please introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Big Blinks. I'm here with my beautiful sister today, Queen Smoke, and we're getting ready to smoke it out. Smoke it out,
0: air it out, you feel me? Getting straight into it, I just wanted to talk to you, have an organic discussion conversation the reason why I started this podcast, it kind of triples back to 2014. I started different meetings between black men and black boys and then black women and black girls um, titled Kings in Training and "Queens in Training. You've been with me since the very beginning coming to the meetings. Yes. And it was just something that we love doing, you know, meeting, talking about black issues, discussing not so much solutions, but just the fellowship of hanging out with black women, you know, being around
1: those. Yeah, Queensland training, and Queens training is what I was in, um, just not, it is kind of like a healing, just kind of like talking to people about it, you know, you don't always have um, family or friends that you can talk to about, sometimes strangers or other people can talk to you and make you feel good, um, problems, relationship, family, anything that you're pretty much suffering from, it, it gets talked about, you know? And at the end of the conversation, no, it's nothing judgmental, nothing against you. It makes you actually feel good.
0: And then I wanted to get into it. Speaking of, like, queens and training, we wanted to promote, like, black friendships as well, black sisterhood as well. So my first topic for my first episode that I wanted to get into was black women and their friendships. Why do you think it's so hard for black women to
1: be friends? Um, I would say, like... Jealous. Jealousy is number one. Everybody, somebody want to be better than the next person. Or if you say something, somebody want to go against it as friends. Yeah, you are not supposed to agree with everything, but not so much of jealousy. Like, you know, just let me know where I go wrong. Talk to me about it and that's it. Not so much of being against each other, you know?
0: Right, right. And also, I think a lot of female friends or black female relationships that we do see you know, relating directly to reality TV, related, relating directly to social media as well. Like the kind of friendships that are toxic, you know, it's never, you never really see the black women be promoted of like women trying to do things to change their community or, you know, raising their kids together or having just a group of friends that you could do things together with. You always see the, the, the friendships promoted where it's um, fighting, you know what I mean? Telling each other, airing each other's business out, um, being real catty and messy. Do you think that, like, reality TV and social media play a role in how we treat each other as black women?
1: Yes, that's true. Because, like, Bad Girls Club, all those type of TV shows and stuff, people love that. People get get hype off of that. And it's like, I feel like social media, TV, all that stuff has a big role. Everybody want to be like somebody on TV. Everybody want to be like Cardi B. Everybody want to be like this person instead of just being like yourself. And then I feel like... It's TV, so we're watching it. So that that's what's in us. That's what, that's what we want to do. That's how we want to act. That's who we want to be like, instead of just being like ourselves.
0: Right, right, absolutely. I think that a lot of women, they don't, like I hear a lot, ever since I was like in school age, you know, elementary, pretty, pretty much, middle school, high school, college age, like I always hear like women say, I got all my friends are men. I don't kick it with females. I don't get along with females. And you know, I've never been that kind of woman. I've always had great female relationships with black women, you know? I can't relate to like, I mean, messy women, I guess because I give my authentic self in relationships. So the women around me, even if they may be like a messy woman or a woman of drama, they not gonna bring that to me because I don't bring that out of them. You know, I want to bring the peace out of my friendships, the healing, you know, the goals out of my friends. You know, I'm kind of a different friend.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, what you what you give out is what you give in. So if you're not talking about people, if the first thing you don't do is gossip about people, be messy drama, then people don't bring it to you, they know, oh, she not she not about that, she's not she's not with that, she's not gonna do that. If the first thing you do is oh that girl's ugly or this person or you give that out, that's what you give in. That people gonna know, okay, we can talk to this person, we can talk to her about anything, we can talk to her about anybody. If you, if you give out good stuff, you give out positivity and you're not with that, then people, they won't bring it to you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. I agree. I absolutely agree.
0: So sis, I just wanted to talk about an uh, incident that me and you had like maybe close to two years ago when we were at the liquor store and almost got into it with some black women that we didn't even know. Do you remember that?
1: Yes, I remember we were um, at the liquor store, just grabbing a snack or something. Um, it was like busy. It was like in the front of the store, close to the door, all the parking spots were like packed up. So we just backed in, you know, behind those parking spots, we backed in. I went into the store, I grabbed a snack, paid for it, came out the store. We get in the car, we're getting ready to leave. And then some lady was like backing up super fast. and She got like super close to my sister's car and like, before, you know, the instant thing that you do with somebody to get close to your car is hunk. So my sister, like, just hunk, like, giving her a warning, like, you know, I don't want you in my car. The first thing the girl did was park, block the in, and just got out and just started getting around. like, oh, bitch, what are you, um like, what are you hunking for? You know, what are you this? What are you that? Just starting a whole bunch of drama for nothing. My sister got out the car, like, what's going on? Why are you so mad? Why are you so angry, Queen? She just, oh, because everybody think I'm an enemy, everybody think I'm this, and we don't we don't even know this girl. Why why would you be our enemy if we don't know you? And um my sister just talked to her pretty much like letting her know you're beautiful, you're a queen, you don't have to act like that, you don't have to get crazy in front of a store just cause somebody hunking at you, telling you to be careful. I don't want my car hidden, you don't want jersey. You know, I'm just letting you know, you know, you almost in my car. And the situation to that, the other girl came around to the um front, like the passenger side trying to open my door. I'm telling her, back up, let me get out. Why would you open the door and try to swing me first while I'm sitting down? Like, let me get out the car. Pretty much the whole solution is, my sister talked to them like, Queen, you're, you're beautiful, you're black, you're nobody, you're not my enemy. I don't know what you go through, I don't know what you've been through, I don't know how your life is, but you're not my enemy. So just no fighting, no nothing, just while my sister's telling her that. They got back in their car, their boyfriends got out, grabbed them, they got back in the car, they left, they skirt off. But the situation is, like, you don't have to be so angry all the time. You don't have to think that everybody your enemy, we don't even know you. I'm simply just letting you know, like you almost hit my car, you know? So it's like, we have a lot of angry people out there like that. We have people ready to fight, ready, people ready to shoot for nothing. It's like, it's not that serious, you know? Just calm down.
0: Thank you so much. And I, 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 in the situation, you know, like the first thing I wanted to do was fight. Like that's my first instinct, my natural instinct. But I know that on social media and who I, who I am as a person, I try to practice patience and practice mindfulness because I know that Pretty much every black person I see every day is pretty much a walking time bomb. The things that we go through every day in our workplace, in, in the education system, in the incarceration system, being around law enforcement—you know what I mean—living in our society, the things we go with every day—I know that we're all on the clock. I know that we all ticking. So what I try to do is like greet black people, greet all my people when I see them, and it's really awkward for them. But I've been—this is embedded in me, you know what I mean? I was always told and always taught to speak to your people when you see them you know what i mean so it was really a hard situation for me and it was more so i had to get out my emotions for the moment and use logics but to do that it takes practice it takes self-regulation it takes seeing the bigger picture and i think like a lot of our community always finds ourselves in hot water because we're not logical we're emotional in the moment didn't know us parked her car blocked us in got out girl you don't know if we would have had if we could have had a gun you know what i mean you don't know what could have been in the car simply honking they said you use your horn to prevent accidents and that was a trigger for her so like i was telling her i was talking her down that don't have nothing to do with me you 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 exploding like that has nothing to do with me you have never seen me a day in your life that's just everything that she's dealing with boiling up and that honk triggers something in her to just just make her lose it you know what i mean and the
1: she the at the end of it all she felt stupid cuz she was like the first thing a person think was get out of the car and fight everybody's the same. You blocked the sin, we're ready to fight. But at the end of it all, she felt stupid. Like, she she was telling my sister, like, yeah, you're right, you're right, you know? Not too many people can admit to that. Because, like like I said, she went from zero to 100 quick just because we hung out her, just because we telling her to be careful. She was getting ready to go crazy, go off. But at the end of it, she had to understand, like, that it's not that serious. Calm down, it's okay. Not everybody is your enemy. Not everybody is against you. Not everybody is going through the same thing you're going through. So, like, she had to understand that she had to take that in effect.
0: So many of you may wonder why I even started this podcast. Why I even bothered? So I chose this platform because, honestly, I don't want to be looked at. I want to be listened to. I want to be heard. Because I know that if I got your attention... I could get into your head. So, I noticed in a lot of relationships with female, with black females, black women, you know what I mean, that when they were a the man, they could forgive him over and over and over. You know what I mean. But when it comes to their best friend, or you know, even like their sister, some some women, it's like a grudge. You know, it's like a grudge. Why do you think that is?
1: Um, I don't know if it's because, like, they got this guy. Oh, I love him. I want to forgive him. But then they got a girl. They got their friend, which they should forgive her, too. But most of the time they go against it. They, I don't know why. They don't want to forgive her, but they'll forgive him. They'll cuss the, their friend out, get mad at the friend instead of just simply just saying sorry. You know, I'm, I'm your friend. I do have a good relationship with you. I love you. I do want to be your friend. I do do forgive you right 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 absolutely i also believe too like it's
0: like an ego thing with women you know like they treat friends and even family sometimes like they're disposable you know and i think some men in these relationships do kind of cause that breakdown you know they don't want that girl going out oh that's them hoes you going with them hoes you know but when it comes to your homeboys nobody you know you get to hang out with them so i feel like sometimes when it's an intimate relationship a man does kind of influence the woman's decisions and choices of who she calls friends, who she calls sisters, because a lot of men don't want to, you know, people influencing their relationships, you know? So they rather their woman be to like, kind of keep her to they self, but they still get to have they like boy time, you know? But going into just friendships, like me and you, we have a very good relationship, a very good friendship, you know? Um, I feel like we make it work simply because it's love first, you know? Ego is really little love is really big, you know? So we never had a falling out. Like, you know, and we, because it takes work, a relationship no matter what, it's not just you being with a man or being with a partner or you, you know what I mean? A relationship between parent and child takes work. You know, a relationship between coworkers takes work and definitely a relationship between friends take work, between sisters take work. How do you think it's so successful between us?
1: First of all, a relationship takes two. the hate has to be none, the love has to be big, the trust has to be big, ego very small. Um, I feel like it's the communication is good, our trust is good. We never really ever, ever, ever argue. If we have a disagreement, it's not really a disagreement. It's oh, I, I feel like that's not right or I feel like this is good, we leave it alone. We don't ever twindle back on it. We don't ever let it let it keep going and going. Um, if there's a problem, if there's, if we want to talk about anything, we talk about it and that's it. Like, I feel like, the, like it's everything, you know. Like everything is pretty much good. It's never really no problems between us. Absolutely for real. And I also
0: think with us too, it's just accountability as well. Like if we mess up, we never even went like 24 hours without speaking. You know, we speak every day. We never been mad at each other because if we mess up, we are we are women enough or woman enough as individuals to say dang sis you right we never even like even if we get upset with like something on social media or anything we don't never let it blow up that big even if we do because we're human say a situation does blow up or you do argue or anything you know we are able to check one another between sisters respectfully like it never gets to blow it It never gets to it don't we don't never get to social media it don't make it out the house because we always make sure we fix whatever we got going on in order to be
1: better you know what i mean and I feel like that's a lot of um, people' problem. Like, or that's a lot of um, problems with today' generation is people let it go bigger than what it is. Instead of just stopping it, being adults, talking about it. When you talk, talking goes a long ways. Communication is is the key. You can talk about something; it can be a, a completely misunderstanding. You can think it was one thing, and it can be the totally opposite. And something big can go super small. and You can be. Fine, within a couple minutes. I feel like it's, it's communication. You got to just talk about it. Some of the girl owners, I don't agree with something, sis. I don't like the way you said this. I don't like the way you posted that. Not even posted it. I don't like the way you said this. We talk about it, it's done. It's it's It never comes back again.
0: Right, and I think also a lot of people need to be mindful, especially women, especially being mothers, sisters, the women that are supposed to be nurturers in our community. A lot of little people, from as far as if you're a mother, children, if you're an auntie, nieces, and nephews, looking up to you on how they should behave at school, on how they should behave in social situations and social social settings. So if they see you, you know what I mean, always on the phone and you gossiping and you running your mouth and you talking about people and you cussing out women and you cussing out their father, you know what I mean? And you throwing hands, like, how do you think, kids, they're sponges, they're soaking it up. So their behavior is not gonna fall too far from the tree. So when you, as you get older and hopefully get wisdom you know what i mean you're trying to change your behavior but it's already too late you know the next generation up under you is already toxic you know what i mean so we just making this show to promote those conversations that's sometimes uncomfortable but always necessary and just to heal this community one episode at a time the takeaway points for black is can you just tell me the most important thing that you feel black parents listening young and
1: older should know um a couple few um quick points is be very mindful of who you have your kids with um time is important communication is important you can be with somebody for five years it might not work out you can be with somebody five months that's who you want to be with um Listen to them. Um, when you have kids, they they watch everything. So that that's a big um, key point too. Is just be mindful who you have your kids with. Um, watch what you do around your kids. Watch what you say around your kids. Um, nobody's perfect, but let let everything be worthy. Let um, let your kids turn out to be great, m- close to great,
0: you know. Thank you so much for that. And I just wanted to add, you know, in relationships, intimate relationships, it's very important to know your partner. Know them when they mad. Know them when they, you know what I mean, broke. Know them when they in a good mood. Know them at their worst so you know what you're getting yourself into raising the human being because it's not a game and they're not a toy. They cute for the pictures, but it's a real life being affected either positively or negatively, you know? And just leading back into friendships. Make sure you're having good people around your kids, good influences, you know? Men and females, you know? When you with your kids, with your boys, are your homeboys productive, you know? Are they smoking, are they drinking, are they selling drugs around your child? Are your female friends productive? Are they gossiping? Are they beating their kids, you know what I mean? Making sure that you are mindful of what you're doing because it's hard to erase mistakes, you know? And in in, while you're learning and growing as a parent, as a sister, as a friend, there's people that could be affected By your lack of knowledge by your ignorance by your refusing to learn to do better you know it's important that we learn especially for this new year and years to come that we take our time to learn that we drop the old ways and the generational curses and the generational cycles that have been holding us down for 500 plus years like aren't y'all tired because i'm tired you know and that's the whole basis of this show that's the whole that's what it's for for us So everybody may not like it, but you're going to love it. Talking about parenting, you know, talking about little like being mindful of the little eyes watching you, being mindful of your behavior being mindful especially if you're a parent can you speak on the experience especially you know being a, a team a young teen mom and having so many stereotypes of what kind of parent you you were supposed to be um what kind of mother you were supposed to be being so young and if you could just speak on the fact that you know you're about to have a nine-year-old in a couple of months but speaking on how important it is for you to be a good example for your kids
1: um yeah, so being a teen mom is hard. It's not easy, but the support is everything you need. Um, a lot of people stereotype think that when you get pregnant young, you're not gonna do this. You're not gonna finish school. Um, you might not be with the parent. You like a lot, a lot. of stereotypes come out. A lot of people say everything, um, but you just gotta prove everybody wrong. People are gonna talk about you regardless, if good or bad. So um, I have. My first son at 15, he's gonna be nine in March. Um, It wasn't easy, it was hard. I still was in school. I went to the stage of like, oh, I wanna go to homeschool. I went to homeschool, that didn't work out. And then I just was like, you know, my teacher told me like you came a long way, you know, you gotta finish, you gotta get it done. You know, he was like, don't give up. You know, you're almost there. So I just went back to regular school. I left my son like with his dad, like throughout the week. I just finished and did what I had to do. You know, go to school, finish. And a lot of people, that's where you get your respect from. Because a lot of people look up to you like, dang, you know, I lost my mom as well. Um, like, it's just, people want to help you and then people want to talk about you, you know. But for the most part, my teachers, family, friends, um, everybody that I had around me, they, always, they everybody was always here for me. You know, like, and when I finished, it was a good feeling, not only for me, but to be like, dang, you know, I was 15, I had my baby, I was 15, I finished. No GD, no homeschool. I mean regular school Monday through Friday every day you got to go every day five periods a day and literally I had to be away from my son but you got to do what you got to do you know he wasn't far but you got to give up some stuff to get some stuff basically
0: and I like when you I just want to highlight something that you said I had to be away from my son being 15 years old being a first time mom trusting him not only with his dad but his dad's whole family I know that could have been scary I know that it could be frightening you know especially a lot of you know we Let's get into the fact that we see a lot of games being played with these kids. Baby mama versus baby daddy wars is at an all time high, excuse me. Single parenthood is at an all time high because a lot of women say that they don't have the support from the baby daddy. They don't have the support from the family, but you do. Do you think that you're a special case or do you think that if sometimes women let a dad be a dad, they could get the support
1: as well? I think that if a woman let a dad be a dad, they can get the support as well. When you come off as, I don't want nobody watching my kid. I don't want my kid to stay with nobody. My kid only needs me. That's what goes on to the air. That's what goes on to the atmosphere. That's what you get. Some families want to be there. And when they start hearing that, when the girls start playing games, they back up and say, forget you and your kid. I mean, that's just real. When you ask for this, if you ask for the help and you ask for the support and you say, I do need your help. I do need the help. People will step up and help you. Families, they will help watch the kids um I feel like a lot of females block their blessings they block the help that they need for me I needed the help and I'm not ashamed to say I needed the help and I'm not my ego is not too big to be like I need the help my first thing was my education if I don't finish I'm gonna need more help than just watching my kid um so I was like you know what I'm gonna one, at first it was hard, but you get used to it. I could see my son on the weekend, I could talk to him every day on the phone, I could FaceTime him, I could see him, so that wasn't a problem. My dad, we'll go to Victorville, I'll stop by and see him for a couple minutes, and go back home, it, it was easy. I ha- I mean, it got easier mm-hmm. as the day and day went on, as the time went on, but looking back, I mean, everything, I feel good about it. I feel good about the decision I made, I feel good, I feel good about going to school and finishing, because at the end of the day, that's all I got is a high school diploma. You know, I, got, I I needed it. Right now, it's hard to get one. It's hard to go to GB school. It's hard to do all that. So I'm happy that I was able to let my son stay at his dad's house and finish school.
0: Do you think that it's important? Like, the culture that we live in, it's a lot of separate couples. You know, you've been in your relationship for going on how many years? I'm probably like 11. 11 years. You started young, you know. A lot of people thought y'all wasn't going to make it. Um, three kids in, y'all still holding it down, P.O.P., you know, so I feel like, you know, I feel like you have proven so many people wrong, but you never, you have always been a person you don't care what nobody thinks, so it's not about proving nobody wrong, it's just about living your life and doing you, you know, but in, in doing that, in being true to yourself, you have proved a lot of people wrong that have, damn, she too young, you know, they having a baby, they having another one, they having another one, you know what I mean? Talking shit all the time. The same thing my parents heard, you know, my mom having all these kids, and damn, y'all having another one, but keyword, y'all, a couple, you know what I mean? My parents had six kids together, you know, and we have been a unit. We moved like a unit, you know, mother and father, and as a little kid, I didn't understand what different dads was in the home. I didn't understand. Step nothing, you know? Cause my parents was together until I was twenty six years old. So all I know is relationship. All I know is health. All I know is stability when it comes to being raised in a household. So that was always my model of what I wanted for my future. Is that the same? Like do you come from a household with
1: stability with two parents? Like how did that go? Yeah, like coming from I feel like home is where it starts. So that's a big part of of your life. That's where uh, a big role. Um coming from two parents Household coming from my mom passing away, my dad stepping up. That's what kind of gave me like strength. Like you know, I can't give up because my dad can do it. He's he's a, you know single dad now, raising two daughters. I'm like, if my dad can do it, I can do it. You know, and just um, a lot of people got stuff to say, but I don't hang out with those people, and I don't listen to what they got to say. I I do what I got was best for me and my kids. Most of the people that have stuff to say. Look at their life and look at what they're going through, and then you see why they got stuff to say. Right. People be like, oh, you can't finish school, or you'll never have a job, or you'll be on the county. Those are people that are on the county. Those are people that have multiple baby daddies. Right. Those are people that don't take care of those ki- their kids. Right. So when you think about stuff like that, the stuff that people say about me, I don't let it bother me because that's what they're going through. They're right. saying it about me, but that's their life. You know, right. so you just, I know it's another thing, too. I don't listen to what people say. I don't let the negative things affect me. Cause at the end of the day, I'm me and I'm doing me. Right. While, they're, while they're still talking bad about me, while they're, while they're saying stuff that's their life that's going on, that's not me. So why, why get mad about it? Why let, why let it bother you? And like I said, my dad helped me, strong-minded parent, um, always was there for me. He did the best he can. So it's like, you always wanna be like your parents. My dad was toxic, but my dad beat people up. If my dad went to jail, that probably would be my lifestyle. So I thank God for the parents that I had.
0: Right, absolutely. I think the same thing. It took a village to raise me. It took a village for me to, to develop these skills and these habits that I have. So I definitely believe that when you're creating a child, when you're creating a legacy, when you're creating a family, that you got to be conscious of who you're choosing. So support is everything. Love is everything. And to to change this generation, that's what it's gonna take to change our mindset.
1: And even with like um, like they say, like relationships. Being a single parent, like if you don't wanna. Like about the guys, the guy this, guy this. If you think about yourself and don't worry about him, you, you're you gonna get way further. Either he wanna stay or, or if you wanna go. Um, I feel like with my baby daddy, regardless if we were together or not, it was about the baby, it was it was for the baby. And I feel like that's where a lot of people go wrong too. They be worried about the other person or what they're doing. If I don't wanna be with him or he don't wanna be with me, we take care of the baby and that's seat. So that's where like a lot of people have to take that in perspective too. Right. And I think some people,
0: they practice like um, some women, if they get into a relationship, that's why I don't condone the whole sneaky link um, generation or the the whole, even when I, you know, growing up, it was called booty calls with me kicking it, hanging out. But those situations, those situationships produce children and have produced a lot of children and keep producing children and children that don't come from a home that's, I'm not saying a single mom can't raise a kid. Of course they can, you know? but don't come from the best situation because their parents are constantly at odds with each other. And this kid is not getting the support and the love that they truly deserve. I have been working with kids for six years and you know what I mean? The attention that kids need to to thrive and to be something is something that they they deserve. They didn't ask to be here. It's a basic human right for love. You know what I mean? They need it. Thank you for tuning in to the first ever episode of Air It the Fuck Out. We could be reached at official air it tf out at gmail.com. That's official. Air it tf at gmail.com. Once again, this is your girl, Queen Smoke. And Big Blings. And we'll see y'all next week. It's a wrap. <laughs>